welcome to the Inside and Beyond podcast, and I'm your host, Natalia Fomichenko. Inside and Beyond podcast brings together conversations about psychology and spirituality to inspire you to live a more fulfilling life, explore your purpose, and realize your full potential. Today, we are going to talk about Reiki. Reiki is an alternative therapy, which is energy healing for body, mind, and spirit. I've invited a Reiki master, Isis Karian, to shed some light for us today about how it works, whether it's effective, and how it is studied. Isis has been practicing Reiki for over five years, and she's based in Mexico, where she started her spiritual journey after leaving her public administration career in France. Isis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Very excited and happy to talk about Reiki. Amazing. So let's start with a simple question. What is Reiki? Okay, so I'll try to make it as clear as possible for your mind, because for me it's difficult to explain um, something that is not really coming from the mind. So Reiki is coming from Japan and one of the translation for Reiki is universal energy. So it's like the energy of God, of the universe. It's a healing energy and it's for me the energy of love. It's an energy that when you receive it, you just feel very peaceful and you feel loved. Interesting. Yes, I did some online search and if we translate Reiki from Japanese, it would be two words, Rei, which means spirit, divine, and Ki, which is life energy. But I'm curious to understand what this energy is about. How can we feel it? And how can we feel it? And how do you make people feel it through Reiki? Yes. So... It's an energy that is available uh, to anyone. And it's as we are all human and we are all spirits. That That's my belief. We have a divine self as well, which is called sometimes higher self, inner self, soul. This is our divine self. And this part is able to channel this energy to feel it and move it around, let's say. So it's an energy that you can feel um, mostly at the beginning when you practice. It's a practice. So yes, you can feel it, but you need to practice because your mind will probably resist it no, and tell you it's not possible, it's not real. So it takes a little bit of time. And then you can feel it maybe through like feeling tingling in the palms of your hands. You might feel heat or cold. That's the way you can experience it when you are actually sending it to someone. And when you receive it from a Reiki healer, then you might feel the same tingling. It's very common. Uh, also temperature. And you just have this sensation of peace, of relaxation that's how you feel it where does this energy come from this energy comes from the universe um what sometimes it's called the source as well that's how i call it and for me it's a 
it's somewhere because in our mind we we do have references as space. Um, so it comes from like the center of the universe. That's how I see it, and that's how I guide people to um, connect to it, to go to this source. So it's imagine the universe, the concept that your mind has, it will imagine something, no? And then you move from your own body, from your heart, and you move your awareness, your consciousness somewhere. So it moves up through your crown and then it goes up to the sky. And then what I say is like, go, okay, now you're going through the atmosphere now you're in the our galaxy and you keep going and you keep going until you feel you get to the center of the universe, which is for me where this energy is available, even if it's everywhere, but where we can just like extract it to use it for ourselves, no? For healing. Interesting. So it operates under assumption that somewhere out there in the broad universe there is a powerful energy source that mm-hmm. sounds beautiful though how did you start doing reiki did you take a course and and how did it enter your life i started first hearing about it a little bit when i came from f- france to live uh, in mexico and after that i just i have been introduced to reiki by um reiki masters and They they just wanted to do a trade, so I trade services I was offering for a course. So there are different levels to learn how to channel Reiki, and there are four levels. So the first one is the one that I did with these people, and I was really not, I didn't know anything about it. I guess I was skeptical, but I was very curious as well. And I was really interested in in it. And yeah, I had the desire and I was like, could I actually like do this? No. So because it was a trade, I was like, well, I have nothing to lose. <laughs> so I did the, the first level. How many levels there are, are there? Four. Yeah, the first three. And then the last one is the master level that we usually teach together with the third one but that's how I started and the first course it's all about you it's not really about a tool to heal or help others it's for yourself for your own healing and it's more on a physical level so we learn where to put the hands how to put the hands over the body on yourself and after that Um, I just practiced on myself and like family and friends. Is it true that one level course is quite short? It's a matter of just a workshop or a weekend study? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, usually, yeah, it can be between like two hours and a weekend. Like some teachers follow up with you during weeks. Uh, but itself, the information that we have to share uh, for someone to be able to channel the energy and the attunement, which is when we, yeah, we attune you with the frequency of the energy of Reiki. This is super short, so we don't need a lot of time. It's, it's more 
about practicing. So the more you practice, the more you will be able to feel, to have sensations, maybe to receive messages also from light being spirits. After two hours, you're able to to do it because it's a basic ability that we all have as humans. So it's just about remembering this and activating it. And with your mind, it's already there. It's not something that you need, you know, to study and practice a lot. <laughs> so attunement is activation basically so we with reiki how it works is that the the reiki master will come to you so the student is sitting on a chair um we guide um a meditation so you just go within and then the reiki master will um put symbols usually that's how we say it because we draw symbols and then we move it into your energy field. We move it or we place it into your hands. So that's how the activation works. It's just a, a vibration that is new that will be now within you that you can use. For me, it was always very emotional and I wanted to cry. Um, <clears throat> for some people, they just have memories coming up or different sensations, but they do feel it. You mentioned spirits what spirits were you talking about mm -hmm. so there are different consciousness it's the same it's something that opens up and i believe that each one of us we are closer to some type of being so for example archangels uh, they are known because i think that we have heard about it through religion but It doesn't have to be <laughs> attached or related to religion. There are also energies that we can use for healing. So archangels are a type of spirit. Uh, ascended masters are a different type. So the difference is that ascended masters had a previous life on earth as human. Uh, and archangels, they never have been incarnated. So there are different uh, type of consciousness. But there are also god and goddesses uh, that we can access to. There are very different beings like um, elementals uh, who are, for example, fairies, um, unicorns, could be different kind of spirits. Plants, the spirit of ayahuasca, it's a spirit. Um, so we can access them. It's just that for me, I work mainly with Ascended Masters and Archangels. But it's different for everyone. Interesting. And I see there is quite a mixture of different religions out there. You mentioned Archangels. And then I would assume that one of the ascended masters would be Buddha. And how does religion play into Reiki or what, what's your mm -hmm. religion? So for me, like religions, they have a dogma. No, there is usually there is a book and uh, <laughs> there are rules and beliefs. And for me, the difference with Reiki and how we work 
with the laws of the universe, which might be similar to the one that are shared uh, through religion, is that for me, a master is not supposed to tell you that's the way it is and that's the only way. For me, it's a spiritual practice, which means that you will find your own way and you will listen to methods, rules, and you will find your, your own practice of spirituality. So everything I'm telling you right now, it's my experience so far and my understanding through the practice I had, but I know it might change and actually it's part of the spiritual growth. You have some beliefs and at some point you're like, oh, maybe it's actually not the truth and you need to let go of this and open up to something new and you create a new belief. So for me, that's the difference between spirituality and religion. I feel that religion is very rigid. There is not much flexibility, but spirituality, it can be take any form and you can be a spiritual being when you practice music or dance artists, most of the time I are very spiritual because they believe in something greater. So uh, that's a definition for spirituality is there is something greater and you gain perspective. I like this idea of spirituality versus religion that spirituality assumes that a divine part is already within you that you can grow and develop and that can be done by doing something that you love, something that you're drawn to. Um, and it can be different for different people, right? So everyone has a freedom to explore their own individuality and uh, strive to something better and, and believe into something greater than themselves. But that can be different for different people because we are all unique, right? Whereas in religion... It is more about the dogma, as you said. It's more about just one pathway that will lead you towards the goal. And it may not necessarily be suited for everyone. And along the way, there are certain things that punish us for not really following this one path and therefore creating such emotions as guilt and shame. Whereas if we do something out of pure love and, and harmony with ourselves, then these emotions really don't have any space because they uh, there are others such as gratitude and joy and, and you just don't really have space for emotions like shame or, or guilt, right? Yes, I got goosebumps at the beginning. I, I think it was very important what you said about we all have our own unique way to practice it because we're all different. And yeah, this shame and guilt is very important because in the spiritual practice, it's all about practicing love and compassion. And, and the main practice is to do it with yourself and not judging yourself for doing something wrong or like, oh, I talked in a bad way or mean way to this person, but I was angry, I'm such a bad person. And religion emphasizes this instead of focusing on compassion 
and love. I feel it, it's the other way around. It's like, no, you did something wrong. You should feel guilty and bad. <laughs> and the spiritual practice, it's all the opposite. It's connecting to this higher vibration of love, which can be Reiki, which can be just the energy of God. And it's, okay, I need to remember I'm human and sometimes I commit mistake and I can ask for forgiveness. I can forgive myself and keep learning. And I think that's the main thing. Beautifully said. We talked a bit about the Reiki course. I was wondering, can actually everyone become a Reiki practitioner? And if so, what would be the average price of a Reiki level? Mm -hmm. So there is really no requirements. Like anyone can sign up for a course. You don't need even to be practicing meditation or anything like this. Prices, you know, they vary a lot depending uh, on the teacher and the country and how long is the training because there are many different ways we can, as a teacher, um, do it, no? Because we want to share different things. Um, personally, <clears throat> I like to do a, for the first level five hours workshop uh, that I split either in a day, morning, afternoon, or we do it over a weekend <clears throat> so that you have time to integrate the information and we do the attunement after the theory So that it means, okay, the activation is now done and you can channel Reiki. So the other part of the workshop, we will practice. So you can practice with each other and see what you feel or not. And I'm here to answer your questions and doubts. And then I share about how to protect yourself energetically, because I think it's a an important part. Uh, usually people doing these courses, they are very sensitive to energy, even if they're not aware of it. Like they go in a room with people who are very stressed out and they just immediately start to feel stressed for no reason. It's just they, they absorb the energy of others. So I'm teaching these techniques. And for example, this workshop costs uh, $180. Um, but, you know, you can do Reiki one, like some teachers do it by donation. Some do it over a longer period and you can do level one and two at the same time. So there are very different, uh, many different modalities. What is important to me is that you meet the teacher or at least you see the person and you listen to your intuition. It's not the mind that is going to tell you, I want to do Reiki one. So the first person that I meet, I'm going to sign up and do the course with this person. I recommend not to do this. Go with your intuition. Do I like this person? I don't know this person, but it feels right. Then go for it. And it, it will be the right, the right teacher. But it is important. And also you can do several times the same level. So you can attune yourself again. Makes sense. So you mentioned there are four levels, out of which the first one is just about you, how you work on a physical level, and the fourth is a mastery. What happens on level two and level three? In level two, uh, we focus on three symbols that uh, the um, 
Reiki healer is going to teach you. One symbol is to amplify the energy. So when it's just more powerful, your healing, you can go do the same work faster. Um, one symbol is to work through time and space, which means that you learn that you can send this energy to heal something that happened in the past. For example, if the patient has a trauma from the past, then you could use it for it. You can send it to the future if you have uh, something that is stressful, maybe an interview or an exam. Um, and you can send it to someone that is not sitting next to you. So that's a powerful symbol that we learn in the level two. And um, another one is to work on a more emotional um, level uh, for any limitations and blocks, like mental blocks that we have. No, I believe I'm not good enough. I believe I nobody loves me, will ever love me, this kind of thing. So we use this third symbol. And we also teach what are the different ways you can use Reiki. So you can use Reiki for people, but you can also use Reiki for pets, for plants, uh, for crystals to charge them with this specific energy, for your food. So there are many different ways. So we learn a little bit more about that as well. So that would be the second level. Um, and then again, there is an attunement at the end and then you will practice. And the third level? And then the third level and mastery. So I was mentioning um, often we do them together because the third level, there is not so much information to share. There is again a new symbol and the third level what happens uh, and the, the objective is to open you up spiritually so it's like getting you closer to your higher self or your soul so that you have a stronger connection which for me means you're more intuitive you trust more the messages you receive the intuition the gut feeling And at the same time, then the teacher will um, teach you how to attune someone. So there are again new symbols and the ritual for the attunement. That's what you learn. And usually it's more expensive. The more you go up, uh, it's more expensive. My next question would be about the Reiki session itself. What happens on the session? How long it is? What is the patient or client is going through? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Reiki session, I will uh, speak for myself because again, uh, usually Reiki is something that healers use as a complement to another healing modality many times. So... Um, When I do a Reiki session, it's one hour and one or oh, one hour and a half. And first, um, I would guide a very short meditation, uh, like we do maybe with hypnosis treatment, where you just calm your nervous system, you quiet the mind, you bring your awareness within you. And you start to relax your body, relax the muscles. So that would be um, what we do first. What I forgot to mention <laughs> before you lay on the table. First, we have a little chat. So 
When you arrive, uh, we will talk about how you are feeling and what is your intention for the Reiki healing. So maybe you come because you're going through something difficult. It can be a loss. It can be something physical, an accident or trauma that you had um, or anything else. But there is something specific that you want to work on. Um, or maybe you just want to try it out and you, you're not sure what you want to work on. What is your intention? But I will discuss it with you and... Usually, um, there is always something, no? And if it's not clear, we're just um, deciding that the intention is to find deep relaxation and inner peace. So we go, yeah, a little bit through your medical, maybe history, if there is any condition, anything, anything like that. And then um, you can lay down on the table. So it's always wearing your clothes. Uh, you lay on a massage table. It might be done on the floor as well. Uh, face up most of the time. That's how we start. And then I will guide a meditation. So then after the meditation, you're already in a different state of consciousness. You're very much more relaxed already so then I say prayer I open myself up to channel Reiki energy and I call in guides how we talked about before um, just light beings that can support the healing uh, for the highest good of the patient and then I start um, working with my hands to actually channel the Reiki energy so Uh, most of the time I start with the head always and then from there I listen to my intuition. So I'm just guided to place my hands in different parts. Sometimes I touch the body and sometimes I don't. You can channel the energy, it doesn't matter if you physically touch the person or not. And then I go, most of the time we go through the main chakras, the energy centers that are around on the spine and the head and we work on the joints so you may also um, be laying face down if you have problem in your back for example we can work on your back as well and then sometimes I'm silent during the session and sometimes I would be sharing um sensations or feelings that I have. I also use uh, crystals most of the time, aromatherapy, essential oils and oracle cards. So most of the time I pull a card during the session. Everything I do is with your previous authorization, permission to do it. Um, there is nothing you have to do or listen or experience when you go to the session you can say I would like you to be silent for example during the session um, that is up to you you mentioned how you go through chakras and joints um, so am I understanding correctly that with Reiki energy you are trying to somehow release the emotional pain that is stored in chakras or in different parts of the body yes so there are, there are different actually you know science now is um, being able to prove that like somatic uh, 
treatments. Um, and yes, the energy that is dense, which is the energy causing maybe pain or energies that we want to remove or transmute into lighter energies. And these dense energies, um, which can be also associated to emotions uh, like sadness, fear, or anger, they do tend to be trapped in joints. Um, why? I'm not sure why, <laughs> but I can feel it. And it's just um, very common. There are different techniques uh, that you can apply um, to actually verify this, like muscle testing. So that's why we work um, on joints mainly and the energy centers because they are like the main points that we want to function correctly so that it can help to balance and harmonize the entire body. What is the average price of a Reiki session? I would say between maybe $60 and $300, I believe. It can be much more than $300. Can it be done over distance? Yes. So as I mentioned when I was talking about the symbols that you learn in level two, you can actually do it um, over distance. So I do sessions uh, with video call. Um, or just a call. I don't really need to see the person. And how it works is just through mind and intention. So I intentionally connect with your body, with your spirit. And then I start to send the energy with the intention that we agreed at the beginning of the session. And I will go with my intuition and tell you what I can feel. That's interesting. Um, my next question would be about if I want to learn more about Reiki or meet people who practice it or maybe try to practice myself. Are there any centers or communities out there that you would recommend trying? Yes. So for Reiki specifically, um, you can look in your town if you find anything called Reiki Share or Reiki Circle. There are the two main names that are used and these are gathering for people to practice Reiki. So most of the time you don't need to be attuned. You don't need to have any experience with Reiki to participate. It will be described uh, in the event but that would be a great way for you to experience Reiki and you can also look for group Reiki healing so it's a lower price and you can have an experience and actually receive Reiki sometimes like on social media for example I do uh, meditation and Reiki so I do on Instagram and Instagram live and then we connect I guide a meditation and then I activate Reiki and I send Reiki to all the persons uh, who are going to listen to the video because again, it works through time and space. So it doesn't matter when you listen and who is listening. So that would be an interesting also free way to try it on. Interesting. I definitely need to 
tune in to the next time when you're sending Reiki and see how it feels. <laughs> that was so inspirational. Uh, thank you so much for sharing about Reiki and how it works. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, the, the, the message that I want to, to be out there is that um, be curious, just be curious, just open a little bit your mind and try because this is something that is becoming, I feel, um, just more and more visible and accessible for everyone. Reiki was a very secret practice hundreds of years um, earlier. And now these kind of methods are just being developed more and more. There are all kind of uh, very similar practices like healing touch, quantum touch, um, and they are all great. It's just for you to try, see what resonates with you and, and practice. And for me, it's very magical. And I feel that once you open up to it, it's like there is an infinite range of possibilities for you in your life to create a life different. So I really invite you to, yeah, to be curious and read about it and watch videos. <laughs> Essentially, be curious, trust yourself and see where your own curiosity brings you. It's going to be magical for sure. Thank you so much, Isis. That was a pleasure talking to you. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Best of luck on your spiritual journey going forward.